Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is December 20th, 2019, and it's five days away from Christmas. So I hope that all of you will have a remarkable holiday period and that you will enjoy uh, your family and your loved ones. Um, but as a on a front of the political state or how our country is at this point, uh, you know, we enter the holiday season with a heavy heart, uh, not because the Democrats have chosen to pseudo quasi impeach the president. I mean, they can't, <laughs> uh, they haven't. It's kind of like making a statement with no facts. And that's exactly what they've done. Uh, so it is a heavy heart because we realize that we're not in control. And I hope all of you understand that. But as I've been saying for a very long time, but I'm, I'm, I'm good with history. So every time I come on here and I talk to you and analyze the current events, it's me drawing from history. I mean, I may not be precise. Sometimes I like to think I am, or sometimes I'm spot on, but I draw from a source of history. I, um, even though my thought processes these past two weeks have been uh, extremely uh, occupied uh, with uh, other things that were unexpected, I like to think that I'm able to draw on memories. You might say, well, Tori, memories of things that are happening now? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, last year, uh, I was, I've been telling uh, you guys ever since I finished a year of shows to maybe, you know, when you want to, to kind of go back and see what was Tori talking about on December 1st, if there was a December 1st show, right? Um, because if it's a weekend, there wasn't, uh, you know, a year ago. And what's going on today? Because sometimes you have to wait and be patient so that people can listen. You always have to look back and say, well, wait a minute. That was kind of like, that was there. That was stated. So if we knew about all this then, then why aren't people still in jail? That's the point. We have to be patient. And you know, imagine being someone who already knows the outcome, right? It's kind of like, um, you know what's under the Christmas tree, right? It's like this new, 
you know, iPad, new phone, and you actually have knowledge that it's under the tree, you are impatient for Christmas to come, aren't you? You're like, come on. I want that phone. I want it, right? Everyone's like that. That's human nature. You're impatient when you know what's coming. You're impatient when you know what's under that tree in that box. You're impatient when you already know the outcome. And sometimes that comes off as, uh, you know, really obnoxious or cocky, like, uh, like, come on. And it's hard for someone that doesn't have that as a de facto knowledge, um, to understand that and hopefully drawing back or stepping back into time, into my TARDIS, you can see that, you know, uh, last night, and this was something I should have done the night before, but like I said, I am kind of like scrambled eggs right now, still the same, but just a little bit different. Um, I, had a show that I did on December 18th, 2018, where I went completely to town about Judge Collier. Before that, right? So that's December. I think it was in May, June, or maybe even July. I went into Judge Collier again. And the reason was that in 2018, the document that I already knew existed was finally declassified uh, with redacted portions, you know, this almost a hundred page document that I had and I knew existed. I was like, darn it. I can't share it. I can't do anything. And I was writing up an article and I was like, I could do this. And I remember at that time, my editor in chief was the amazing Patrick Howley. He was like, send it to me. And I was like, are you nuts? If I send it to you, that's like, uh, you know, or send you where you can find it basically. I can, you know, you can't. There's just some things you don't share, kind of like Julian Assange didn't share things because it's a matter of national security and it's also a matter of exposing sources. Um, and you're going to say, but that was classified. Yeah, kind of was, kind of wasn't, but it was for the public eye. So I had to wait. And once portions were redacted, I made sure they were redacted. And then from top secret, you know, it was to another unclassified status with all these blocks being redacted. So I talked about it. Then I talked about it verbally for like an hour on the day they were sentencing supposedly General Flynn. But if you listen to the show, uh, shows from November, I already told you that General Flynn was not going to be sentenced. And his new date in March, which I already said, it's going to come after Bill Barr is actually appointed if he gets appointed, right? Which I also said in November of 2018, the minute they announced that he was going to, you know, he he was nominated by the president. I said he might not be confirmed or, you know, and, and if he is, it's going to be late February, early March. I was spot on. And I also said that Flynn would not be sentenced. I said it. Why? Because he holds the keys to the kingdom. Think about it. Judge Emmett <laughs> Sullivan has a lot of explaining to do because, you know, for some reason we're like, oh, the judges, poor judges, they were duped. Come on, man. Sullivan has access to everything. He's going to sit there and not question. Come on. Just like Judge Collier. Liars. 
You're compromised. You're part of the totalitarian system. Think three branches of government, legislative, executive, and judicial, judicial and legislative, completely compromised. The executive was, it's not now. And that's the problem because you can't really do much without the executive. And this is the problem. And this is what we're exposing. But at the same time, the deep state, the shadow government of the United States is under fire by the global shadow government. They're in trouble because they were cocky. They were like, listen, man, you youngins went to America. You were priding yourself. Look at us, man. We don't even have to like rule like you do. We don't have to like shut people up and kill them and do stuff. You have to do that. We, we just get it voluntarily. We're smarter than you. And now as everybody saw, Nancy Pelosi demonstrated her loyalty to that old shadow government. And everyone's like, oh, she's wearing the staff. Come on, guys. We talked about fascism and fascia and how it came from the Roman times months and months and months ago. I mean, you know, you can only take a horse to water. You can't make it drink. And not saying that you're not drinking, not saying that you're not understanding. And I'm not directing it to you that gets the bigger picture. Mm. I'm saying that you need to understand it's all happened. It's done. It's over for them. The only thing that can stop this is something unexpected, something that would be so egregious that we would delve into a bloody civil war if it happened, and you all know what it is. And the thing that we shouldn't do is collectively think about it. All we need to remember is that there's pure hope because if I was talking about it years ago, right, 2016, 2017, 2018, then if I know it, of course the president does. Of course, every other good person does. Remember, two days ago, I tweeted out to Brennan, hey, your chips are being called in right now. What happened? Oh, suddenly the fake news media had to admit, no, oh, that he's being asked for emails and communications. And Barr literally told you why. Why? Well, we want to see if they were spying before July 2016 when they had this inkling, you know, oh, Russia. Do you know how confused they are right now? You know how, how I am telling you that I'm confused, right? I'm, I am literally confused, honestly, guys. I am finding it really hard to align my thoughts. And, and that's fact. And I, I, I have no shame saying it. And I know, I, and almost everyone I know is like, come on, man, you're smarter than this. You can compartmentalize. And it's like, I'm really struggling because I forget things a lot because I'm so confused. And you ask me something simple and it's kind of like, um, like for example, and this is why you're going to understand this clip a little bit better rather than a joke. You're going to understand it. I was blindsided with something in my life that has completely, you know, obliterated any, um, um, the one thing that I held as most, um, true, kind of like as true as the sun rises and the sun sets, this person was my person. And it turns out that they, they weren't anyone I expected. Uh, this is, it's a lot bigger than that, but that's the core of it for me on the struggle, aside from everything else that is so horrific and evil, uh, that for me, the reality 
of the sun rising and the sun setting has just been shattered. Let's put it that way. And so because that happened and I wasn't expecting it, I kind of sound like this sometimes. Republicans have said of looking like you're playing games with impeachment if you hold on to these articles for too long. I said what I was going to say, Nancy. We are, we have, I have, when we bring the bill, which is, just so you know, there's a bill made in order by the Rules Committee that we can call up at any time in order to send it over to the Senate and to have the provisions in there to pay for the, for the impeachment. And then the next step. The, uh, uh, yeah, that's totally me sometimes, like on simple things. Um, totally me. And why? And this is why I understand why she's talking like this, because their world is shattered. They're in, they have no idea how to grasp how they were blindsided, right? They were blind. They were not expecting to be in this position. First, they didn't expect her to lose, but they didn't expect us to be seven months ahead of them. They didn't expect us to be decades ahead of them. Hmm. Because they had control. What you're seeing, this confusion, this, you know, where we're saying, you know, this, oh, drunk, this, that, it, it stems from a confusion because your brain can't process things. Um, I'm just saying, uh, right now, they're in a lot of trouble and they're under attack. Now, for them, it's duly brought on them because they've lost power and everything and their reality uh, is, 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 is leaving just like my, my as sure as sun rises, sun sets reality, uh, the foundation of what made me and my family whole was non-existent. It was like, you know, just like it was fake for 17 years. It's like, how did that happen? And, you know, for someone like me that likes to analyze things and see things, you know, it would be great if my algorithms could have applied to myself, I would have then been very rich playing the lottery, right? I was just saying. Um, so I guess it doesn't work that way. And just so you know, it doesn't work that way. Um, kind of like in the movies where you see magic, right? Magic, you can't do for yourself because that's bad. So you only do for the good of others, right? In movies, kind of like that. But anyway, this is why they're confused. This is why they have nothing to say. Because what they're doing right now, um, they're struggling, one, with the fact that they're in a, a, a turmoil, right? But on the other hand, there, there is no way that they can confront this. So they were never prepared for this. And here's where the deep state of the U.S. that um, dominated on the global scene uh, only a couple decades ago... Uh, is now at war with the shadow government that's more on the global, the old school. And this is why you saw Nancy Pelosi wear the staff, wear the pin, to show loyalty to the older global, to say, okay, we messed up. We need your help. We're done. There's no way out. We passed impeachment and the articles we have can't go to the Senate. Do you know why they can't go to the Senate? I told you this days ago. Because Article 1, abuse of power. Title, and then you have to attach a criminal code. Title, there's no title. There's no criminal code. Article 2, obstruction of justice to Congress. 
title. There is no title, no criminal code. So how do you give articles of impeachment to someone or how do you go to a court? It's like this. It's like me saying, hey, I'm going to take Scott Adams to court. That's what I'm going to do because he committed uh, abuse of power crime and he committed obstructing Tory's show crime. Right. And so I go to the court and I'm like, here's my motion. Let's charge him. And we need to select a jury. And then they have to sit there and say, well, wait, wait a minute. Okay, so we're charging him, but what's the criminal code of, of him abusing his power? Uh, well, he talks better than me, and he's a little bit more composed, and, you know, he has great hair, and he has Leonora helping him, so he's abusing his power. Yeah, but where's the criminal code so we could charge him? Yeah, so I just told you what he did. Yeah, but there's no criminal code. Oh, how are we going to go to trial with no criminal code? And they just look at themselves with crickets, right? And then Article 2, he obstructed my show. How? Because he did, and that's it. Where's the criminal code? Yeah, Um. so he just did it, okay? <laughs> how do you do it? Just did. That's the thing. They can't give the articles of impeachment over to the Senate because the minute they get there, the case is shut. There's no criminal code. This is why you heard Chuck Schumer say, oh, well, we need to investigate and make sure we have all the codes and find the criminal codes for this. You get it, guys? This is why it's a sham. It's not really real. They don't have anything. They can't do anything. They're unable to do anything. Nothing. Nada. That's the thing. It's pretty incredible how that is really happening. Right, guys? Super incredible how that's happening. <laughs> We're taking someone to court to charge him with crimes because that's basically what it is. And um, <sighs> there's no criminal code behind it. That sounds really weird. It's pretty weird. So, uh, you know, how do you you know, conceive that. It's really hard, isn't it? Here's where your reality is shattered. Well, wait a minute. We have the rule of law. How is this even happening? How is this happening? If you're, How do you go to court without criminal code attached to it? How? Oh, it's just, you know, yeah. It's just, yeah, right? I mean, it's insane, you guys. It is insane. Listen to what, you know, I love Demi. I love her. Listen to Rep Lesko. Take a listen to what she says about, you know, what happened. Witnesses, and if so, who would you call? Well, I have mixed feelings on it, because on the one hand, I don't want the Senate to give what happened in the House any credence, because it really was an unfair, corrupt process, never before done in the history of the United States. As, as was mentioned by Lindsey Graham, this went to the Intelligence Committee. That's never happened before, and then they had these closed-door meetings, so, you know, a member of Judiciary Committee, like myself, wasn't even able to ask any questions of the fact witnesses at all, nor was the president 
president. In the House rules, they didn't allow the president to come to the hearings or ask the witnesses questions till judiciary. But by then it was too late because in judiciary they had no fact witnesses. All they had was some liberal lawyers and a staff lawyer. That's all there was. What would the president even ask of them? Like, what's your opinion? I mean, it, 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 this was bad. But then on the other hand, I really hope whether it's an impeachment trial or some other hearings over in the Senate, that we hear from Adam Schiff. I want to know what Adam Schiff knew. His staff met with the whistleblower before the whistleblower even filed the complaint. And I wanted to know how much coordination there was going on there. I would also like to hear from the whistleblower, who apparently started at least this last episode of impeachment. And I'd like to hear from Hunter Biden. I mean, I think that there's real concern there that Hunter Biden served on the board of Burisma, which was a known corrupt company in Ukraine, while his father was the vice president and the point person for Ukraine. So why was he the point person for Ukraine? Listen, no, that's not who we need there. So if I was in Congress, or if I had the ability to do this, I would say, I want to subpoena and question Igor Pasternak. That's number one, right? Igor Pasternak. That's who I want to question. I want Brennan. I want the previous GCHQ guy. And then I want to subpoena the crap out of Global Securities as say Global Group. Mm. I urge you all, and this is this is going to sound what last year, 2018. I told you how they were spying on the Trump campaign because obviously NSA is involved. But what if you understood that the NSA is the government version of a private corporation that monitors everything around the world from elections to phones to computers to emails? Be like, stop, Tori. That sounds like something apocalyptic. Well, I tweeted out this morning a snapshot from an article from December 12, 2018. I tweeted it out where it has a road, it has a cross section. I sat there, guys, with my coffee, and I never felt so tall in my life, okay? Brennan standing right across from outside his office there in Luxembourg. With my coffee, I felt so tall. And that is the day he told me that I need to know my place right there that spot because no matter what happens right the truth does come out no matter what you have to do I mean you can question it to one point right and I didn't say much and I'm one now that speaks very openly I didn't say much I just said simple words I'm finding it hard to believe how this assignment has anything to do with national security. I feel that it is not the right thing to do. Can you explain to me how Ankara is playing a role in this? I don't understand. And his response was, you need to know your place. Just do what you're told. Kept my mouth shut, but I kept my eyes and ears open. And that was it. That was the last time I ever saw him, last time, last thing I ever did for 
you know, that type of service. I'm just going to tell you that straight out. And I've been saying it for like forever. And on ToriSays.com, you can, you know, put in the word Russiagate and there's three articles. Now, all these articles, you can read them back to front or front to back. It tells you everything that is happening, all the clues and the maps, and you can see where you need to go to find the problems. The players, how Russiagate was bizarre because I told you that over a year ago, and even though we're getting all this nonsense, I mean, I saw conservatives, you know, sending out messages, don't look at North Korea and everything, focus here. No, look everywhere. Keep your eyes open on everything. Keep your ears open on everything. Educate yourself. Never, ever just focus on one thing. And you're going to say, but that you know, causes attention deficit disorder. That's fine. That's how we function. It's 2019. That's how we roll now. We're stimulated everywhere. We have already grown, um, you know, the, well, we've created the pathways in our brain to be able to be stimulated at the same time by various things and to be able to take massive input because the brain is a computer like no other. You think the motherboards do something? Well, you'll be surprised what your brain can do. How quick you can put together thoughts. Remember, I like that example that I gave. You smell something, that apple pie, and suddenly you get triggered with all these feelings. A cologne, a perfume, and you don't know why you're feeling the way you're feeling because you don't remember what that smell did. But, you know, your olfactory, your nose, your sense of smell, uh, actually, to believe it or not, taste is actually the most important, are the most uh, raw connections to your brain. You know, when you get a brain freeze, people say, put your tongue to the roof of your mouth. That's because you have exposed direct connections to your brain. Anatomically, it's like an extension of your brain right there on the roof of your mouth. Kid you not. And that's how you taste because you need your smell to taste, right? You've heard that. So again, your brain is miraculous. And so do not focus on one thing because you can put the pieces of the puzzle together faster than you can even think of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll be back right after this short break. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn, Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America.
Hey, this is Leonora Kubota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1 All right. Welcome back to the Tory Says Show. So, you know, you guys, I, I'm just saying, uh, can you see it? I know a lot of you are tired and I and I got an email from a very nice listener uh, yesterday and I tried to kind of respond a little bit, uh, but um, in a way that I could. But I can feel that a lot of people are um, not, they're not patient because it's like, oh, it's happening. Oh, it's ha- it is happening. I'm telling you it's happening. It's just happening on a level you can't see. You know, the only thing we see is the repercussions that happen to us. Speaking for the people like Laura Loomer, like other people that are just being banned left and right, attacked left and right. Did I not tell you that bombs were going off everywhere? Pins were being pulled. Yes, they are. They are attacking everyone. And um, a listener actually DM'd me a tweet, which was pretty fun to watch, where, you know, yesterday we saw that the Democrats had been working on this letter and they sent it asking Barr to resign and this is horrific and he needs to resign. And, you know, I just retweeted the tweet where he sent them a letter simple to whom it may concern. I will resign when Guam capsizes. Keep me posted on when that happens. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right, then. I'm just saying, like, look at the clowns that actually, actually sent the letter to him, okay? It's uh, Henry Johnson, Rashida Tlaib, of course. Wait, do we have Omar on there? Please tell me we have Omar on there. J-Pal, of course. (laughs) All these idiots putting their names on it. My gosh. Yeah, he's going to resign. Like, whatever. When all of you are gone and the judge... 
Okay. This is what I wanted to explain to you guys, because I don't think a lot of people have understood. We all know there's phony articles of impeachment, right? We all know this. It's, it's BS. There's no criminal code attached to it. Like, how are you going to take someone to court with no actual statute to, to go against them? Right? You can't. You just can't. So what do you do? How do you fix that? How do you fix it as, as a corrupt person? The only thing you could do is just extend time and change public opinion and use your, you know, your news outlets, which are your mouthpieces, to push forward and just create this public opinion thing and, you know, cry wolf. Oh, my gosh, he's coming after us now. And it's like, um, so that's not how it works. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Doesn't work. So... Why did this all happen? Think. I mean, let me tell you why they did this. So first it was Russia failed. Then it was obstructing justice failed. Then it was uh, the Ukraine call failed, right? Then it was obstructing justice of Congress. Listen, they passed the articles of impeachment before the phone call. They wanted to impeach him before he was able to be impeached. Like if he's going to become president, we're going to annul it. And they tried it. Hussein with his stupid little skinny pants. They all met with Chief Justice, Supreme Court, right? Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts. They all sat together to find a way that they can legally delay the inauguration or annul the election results based on the BS that they were peddling through the FISA court. So when I hear Judge Colley saying, oh my gosh, they totally know. No, no, no. You knew how they made this dossier. You knew because you were responsible for allowing them to overcollect data. You knew, you knew, you knew. Stop. Stop. Don't play victim because uh, Horowitz gave you shade. Horowitz and Stork are already with their toes up in the air and hung. That they're not they're not going to be helped. And for all those out there with stars and without stars that have that come in and duped the world, many people, like, oh, yeah, I totally told them the minute I knew that this was going on. That's how people slot themselves next to the person they need to slot themselves to. On Laura Loomer's, on, on Loomer.com, there's an article I wrote, Obama plant in the NSA. Specifically, that's the IG of the NSA, the IG of the NSA, who was the deputy OIG of the Department of Justice for Horowitz, who was also the head of all whistleblowers before Horowitz took his spot. It was like a swap. Guess who endorsed him? Admiral Rogers. I'm just going to put that out there so you understand. Hmm. You know, he went to Judge Collier and told her, hey... Hey, really? So then why did you allow them to have extensions with this NSA over collection? If you were informed, come on. Can you see it now? Come on, guys. Can you see it? The only people that should be in our offices leading our, our voices, like being there for our voices are the only ones that the world is trying to keep out. What? Mike, you want to be, you know, mayor, city councilman, senator, congressman, an advisor? No. Who do you think you are? You're not part of our group, man. You want to help the people and give the power back. That doesn't happen. 
That's what happens. You have to see who they're silencing the most and who is not. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm just going to stop right there because I might say something. And since I'm not very clear headed um, due to circumstances, I'm going to just pull back right there just a little bit. I'm going to let... Um, Jim Jordan, who I love and, you know, Scott Adams, uh, who has the Scott Adams show on red state. Uh, he's a big wrestling guy. He loves wrestling. Jim Jordan was a wrestler. And now ever since I know that I understand the way he stands, talks and, um, his response is better because I know that about him. I want you to listen to what he says about Nancy Pelosi's refusal to submit the articles of impeachment before I super take it skinny down as to why they rushed it. Take a listen. To all of today's news is Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan and House Freedom Caucus Chairman Andy Biggs of Arizona. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. I had the honor and privilege of serving with both of you. Uh, Congressman Jordan, I want to start with you. What in the world? Did, I guess we forgot to ask, or somebody forgot to ask, uh, Speaker Pelosi, if you actually pass at lightning speed this impeachment, are you going to send it over to the Senate? Was that something that you were supposed to ask along the way? No, it's, it's again, the, the, the cliche is true. It's laughable if it wasn't so serious. But the idea that Nancy Pelosi is going to try to negotiate with Mitch McConnell and try to tell Mitch McConnell how to run the Senate, that is laughable. Here's what happened, Jason. On September 24th, when Speaker Pelosi announced they were going to go down this crazy impeachment road, she never expected to lose support across the country, and she certainly didn't expect to lose support within her own conference. Remember, yesterday we had one Democrat vote with us, we had another Democrat vote present, and we had a third Democrat switch parties because everyone sees the facts are on the president's side. So she did not expect any of that to happen, and now she doesn't know what to do because they've been had and the American people see through it. Congressman Biggs, uh, what are you hearing on the floor when you see these Democrats? Uh, I I just can't believe we're in a scenario where the Speaker is actually contemplating not sending it over to the United States Senate. I I think that many of them are as baffled as you and I are. I mean, the the very notion that you go through this process, put the squeeze on your members to get uh, enough votes to do it, you, you violate every historical norm to get an impeachment this way. And then, and then she says, I'm not going to send it over to the Senate. Well, I mean, it's outrageous. And, and I think it's justified to say, hey, look, you know, is the ministerial act necessary to complete the act of impeachment? So transmission necessary to complete the act of impeachment? I'm not sure if, that, if that's a legitimate question. I think it's a legitimate question, but good grief, they're not happy either. Well, uh, Congressman Jordan, you're from Ohio. It's a real important big state, not only politically, yeah. but uh, to the farming industry and, and the benefits of the USMCA. What's, why did Nancy Pelosi wait? Because she could have done it a year ago. Why did she wait until today to bring up that vote? Well, I think this, this gives, a, gives some cover for the people who voted for impeachment because they know it's not playing. It's certainly not playing in our state. I mean, Ohio is going to go strong for president. It went for eight and a half points for President Trump in 2016. It'll be stronger again because, and you pointed this out, the president's getting things done, but he's been doing that for three years in spite of this attack from the left and the Democrats and the mainstream press. Taxes cut, regulations reduced, economy growing at an unbelievable pace, lowest unemployment in 50 years, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh on the court, out of the Iran deal, embassy, and now is in Jerusalem, hostages home from North Korea, and as you just pointed out, a new NAFTA agreement passed the House today. That is getting things done, and that's what the American people see, and they also see this impeachment sham for what it is, a sham. 
Now, uh, Congressman Big, the Nancy Pelosi that I saw up close and personal, that I saw, she didn't do anything until she actually ran it through a pollster and maybe did a focus group. Is that what she's doing here? Is she just buying time to try to figure out where they ought to be by putting her, you know, the finger to the wind and try to figure out where they should be when you reconvene on January 7th? Well, I think that they, they got off script. I think she's off script right now, to be honest with you. And I think that she's, uh, this is the dog that caught the car. And so she's, she's there. She wants Mitch McConnell to do things a certain way. And she's not going to get Mitch McConnell to go a certain way. You're right. They poll tested what they should say in their floor speeches, what they should say uh, uh, in the language that they were going to accuse the president uh, of committing. But when you get down to the bottom of it, she's having to go against somebody without being able to poll test it, without being able to script it. And she's run up against a guy in Mitch McConnell who's basically authoritative and he's made up his mind. And so she's kind of having, she's rudderless right now. I think they honestly don't know what to do. Now, Congressman. Sounds like what I said. But listen to how this evolves. So they're talking about her saying to Mitch, hey, we need to talk about how we're going to run this. Because Chuck Schumer said, maybe we should do some investigation to see if these articles of impeachment that they passed are good. So it's like, let's buy time so we can investigate. But that's not your job, Senate. So she's either going to send them over with no criminal code and it's open and shut, or something is going to happen. And like um, Rep Big said, she really doesn't know what to do. Jordan, I got to go real quick here, but uh, listen, Nancy Pelosi back in March sounded reasonable saying, hey, if you're going to move with impeachment, it's got to be bipartisan. It's got to be overwhelming. What changed? Why did she get herself backed into this corner that she is right now? Well, I think Andy's right. No amount of poll testing, no amount of setting the rules, then changing the rules, then not following the rules you change and going like none of that will ever beat the fact that all the truth and the facts were on the president's side. And when you have the facts and it, you can win this debate, and that's exactly what has happened over the last several months. So she said she was, this was going to be bipartisan, that this would have to be overwhelming support. But she's got this hard left base in her party. I mean, it's hard to believe we're saying there's people left of Nancy Pelosi that I think push her to do this. They try to do all the poll testing and say the right things. But the facts beat all that every single time. And that's exactly what played out here. I'll tell you what played out. They were spying. OK, there were wiretaps. And if Nancy Pelosi doesn't pull through, she's also going to go to the brig through tribunal for wiretapping the White House, for wiretapping anyone that was in the orbit or anyone that was assisting the Trump administration. She is going to be held accountable. This is why she's doing it. She didn't want to do it, but she already knows. She already knows what they did. She was like, oh, just don't tell me officially, but just do what you need to do so we could get rid of him, and I'll try to do cover. This is exactly where Pelosi is. She knows better. Her dad was a mobster. She knows you don't do things on the record. She didn't do it on the record, but now... The fact that she's trying to throw cover, the fact that she is pushing articles of impeachment that have no title attached to them, no title code, not to say like article of impeachment one, title, uh, uh, U.S. code, title 18, section, blah, 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 nothing. There is no law he broke, nothing remotely that they could reference. They only did this really quick because you know what the president did? He filed to the courts and appealed to the courts to say the Congress has been abusing their power because what? Because like I told you, it's a wiretap. 
There is no whistleblower. Everyone fell for it. Everyone's now understanding that there was no whistleblower. Everyone knows that there was a wiretap. And I told you, they talked about it in April. Feinstein did. Daniel J. Jones was in there. The guy that took apart the CIA. He had every single facet, good and bad, under his thumb. He knew everything. He had higher clearance than anyone And he wrote a report on it. That's why they tapped into him. I've said this before. I've said it again. Nancy Pelosi is screwed, you know, because she let them do it. And she wore red because she's on fire. And she showed her allegiance uh, to the old guard that's in Europe at the moment, in Africa, saying, you were right. We were in over our heads. Help us. Listen. And I want you to both just comment quickly. Um, I, I left Congress. I uh, got a better balance in my life. But now we hear today that Mark Meadows is going to retire. What's the impact going to have uh, on the Congress as a whole? Let's start with you, Congressman Jordan, and then Congressman Biggs. Well, Mark, Mark is you know, probably my best friend in this, this whole place. And Mark and Deb Meadows are wonderful people. He is the kind of individual that you want in public service. And he has fought for the principles that make our country special. The folks in North Carolina are going to miss him tremendously, as are folks all across this great country. The president's going to miss his great work. But uh, I hate to see him go, but we wish him and Debbie the best because Mark Meadows is the kind of guy you want fighting in the U.S. Congress for the things that make America the greatest place ever. Congressman Biggs. Well, no, I want Mark Meadows to be like Trump Meadows. Are you kidding, you guys? Oh, yeah. You, did you miss that part that Pence might actually entertain Schiff? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, true gentleman, a, a great leader. I think he has actually changed with Jim and the Freedom Caucus, kind of changed the institution. I think it's going to be a generational change. I'm, I'm happy I've been able to uh, call him my friend and a mentor and I think he's got great things ahead of him, both he and Debbie, and I, I wish them the very best and, and Godspeed, because I think they, they are just heroes to this country, true patriots. Yes, Congressman Jordan, Congressman Biggs, thank you. So, okay, so where, <laughs> what I want to do is, I want you guys to listen to Graham talk about the impeachment trial quickly. This is uh, something that just came out. Uh, yes, From the White House tonight, Hold Senate on. Judiciary Committee Chairman, Republican Lindsey Graham we go. from South Carolina. Senator, thanks for being here. Thank you. Chilly night there. Yeah. Thanks for standing outside. Yeah, okay. Um, l- let me ask you about the speaker holding back yeah. these articles and what that means in your eyes and what do you think's next? Well, the most obvious explanation is that it's the dog that caught the car, buyer's remorse. They don't know what to do. Their assumption was that impeachment would sell with the American people. It's falling apart. They have no case and now they don't know what to do next. And this is a political stunt that's very dangerous. So I just met with the president, and he is demanding his stay in court. Every American accused of a crime or wrongdoing gets their day in court, apparently except Donald Trump. And if you believe the Clinton impeachment trial was fair, that's exactly the same type trial that will happen in the Senate with President Trump. But I just left President Trump. He's mad as hell that they would do this to him and now deny him his day in court. The reason they're denying his day in, him his day in court is they know their case sucks. So what is the next step? You're saying he wants his day in court. How does that happen if the articles don't move over immediately at the beginning of January? Uh, have everybody in America who believes in the rule of law. It's often used by my Democratic colleagues. Is the rule of law in America in place for Donald Trump? Everybody, including Donald Trump, should have their day in court. So I'm going to do everything I can to talk about this constitutional outrage. 
denying the president the constitutional road. But he'd be the first one on the trial to vote for impeachment. But, you know, will he be allowed to be on the trial is the question. And he's probably not wanting to be on the trial. Matt laid out to dispose of impeachment. I think the political pressure on these 31 Democrats are going to be enormous. No one's ever done this before. The reason she doesn't want to send the case over because the case has fallen apart before the American people's eyes. And it's unfair to the president to hold this over his head. And it's unfair to tell Mitch McConnell how to conduct the trial. It's not Nancy Pelosi's job to conduct the trial. It is Mitch McConnell's working with Chuck Schumer. I don't think Chuck Schumer is interested in a fair trial for Donald Trump. But what will happen is a trial very similar to what President Clinton experienced. So let's just assume that the speaker sends over the articles on January 7th. It does move forward. Uh, Wait, I just wanted to say something. It's not going to be similar to that of Clinton, because when Clinton's articles of impeachment were sent over, they had uh, a code, you know, like a criminal code attached to it. These articles of impeachment have no criminal code attached to them because he didn't break any laws. They just made it up. And what they made up is what you need to remember and as to why they're doing. Because right now everyone's confused. Was it the Ukraine call? Was it Russia? Was it this? No, it wasn't. What does that Senate trial look like? If you're saying the president is mad as hell and he wants uh, his day in court, does that include calling witnesses? Does that include calling Hunter Biden? What does that look like? Well, I think what will happen is that the House managers will present the case that was established uh, on the record in the House. They've got a lousy case. I have no desire to try to perfect it for them. So what happened in the Clinton case is you took the record of trial from the House. The House managers, of which I was one, argued it was an impeachable conduct. The president's lawyers got to uh, argue otherwise. Then there was a request for witnesses that was denied. There was not bipartisan support for witnesses in the Clinton trial, and we moved to a vote on the articles of impeachment. I think what's going to happen here is that they will bring over the impeachment articles, I hope. If they don't, it would be a constitutional outrage. We'll listen to the House's case. The president will weigh in on his side of the story, uh, and witnesses will be denied uh, because I think most senators are ready to get this over with. I'm not going to play the sound bites from your time as a yeah, House manager. that's right. You can. Um, well, I, mean, I had a list of them. I just want you to listen to those last few seconds of what Lindsay said. Listen. Listen to the House's case. The president will weigh in on his side of the story. Why are we going to listen to the House's case? And why does the president have to even acknowledge it as something valid? Uh, and witnesses will be denied. Uh, They'll be denied. So he already knows that witnesses will be denied. Uh, because I think most senators are ready to get this over with. Uh-huh. We just want to hurry it up. We don't need witnesses. We just want to push this right through. Because if President Trump gets to go before a court and the court finds that Congress abused their power because that is why they are running against the clock. They are running against the clock because they found out that the president put in a request to the court to evaluate the behavior of Congress. They should all be impeached. They should all be removed. And they should all be prosecuted because they wiretapped and they abused their power and they abused the intelligence service. Ha. Huh. That's why they're pushing this. You get it now, guys? The president went to the court, and you only hear about it every now and then. Well, the president has a full right to plead to the courts about Congress. And you're like, what does that have to do with the impeachment? Because that's why they did it, you guys. <laughs> Tory told you it was a wiretap. 
president was saying, where's this whistleblower? There was one, two. Could it be that there's no whistleblower? Exactly. There was a wiretap. So while America was sleeping and while everyone was mesmerized with all of this Eric Saramella BS, president was busy filing to the court saying you need to uh, look at Congress abusing their power. You need to look at them doing and they did exactly what we expected them to do to go forward with a partisan not bipartisan partisan impeachment pushing articles that don't exist that have no criminal code backing. And now we have Lindsay the Snake Graham who is in so much trouble saying, yeah, you know, we're not even going to let witnesses. We just want to hurry this up. Yeah, you want to hurry it up. I'm not going to play the sound bites from your time as a yeah, house manager. That's right. You can. Um, well, I mean, I had a list of them, but yeah. I'm not going to play them now sure. because we've been around this bush. Yeah. How do you close that circle with what you said back then and what you're saying right now? Uh, every other impeachment has been conducted by outside counsel. In the Clinton case, uh, Clinton's lawyer was allowed to be present. Uh, uh, Ken Starr spent years making a case against the president. Mueller spent years investigating President Trump. If Mueller had found something, I would have treated it differently. This is the first time in American history that impeachment was started in the Intel Committee. The president's lawyers were denied access to those hearings. He couldn't call witnesses. This thing is a sham. It is unlike anything known to the rule of law. You can't get a parking ticket based on what they did to President Trump. They're denying him rights to confront his accuser, to call witnesses on his behalf, to have counsel. This whole thing is a sham. I want it to end, but we will listen to the House's case. The president will be allowed to weigh in. Then we're going to vote. The one thing I'm not going to do is make a uh, support a motion to dismiss. I want this president to be acquitted. I think he will. Ha! There you go. He's not going to support a motion to dismiss. That's all you need to hear. What did I say? Do you trust the Senate? You better not trust the Senate. They're denying witnesses because they want it to hurry up. And they're telling you, nope, we want the trial, even though there's no witnesses, so that he could be acquitted. No, he shouldn't be acquitted. This shouldn't even go. There's no articles of impeachment being transferred. Can you see now? Please tell me. Take the glasses off. Clean them up. And can you see now? All of them, including McConnell. Look carefully. Do you trust the Senate? Listen to what he said. No witnesses. He wants a trial. He will not allow it to be dismissed. That's what they should be doing is dismissing it. Do you get it now? Do you see it now? This is exactly <laughs> this is exactly what they wanted. But it's not going to happen. I mean, it's Christmas, right? How fast can he get this done? I don't know. Maybe the good guys will all be sick or absent so they don't have enough people to vote. Huh. Hint, hint, hint. Because right now, there's four outcomes. Three of them are not good. So the one hint. I'll see you all after this short break where we'll continue and we'll also talk about war. Yeah, it's actually happening. Grab that coffee. See you in a few.
Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori, always with you, 12 to 2 Eastern Time, only on Red State Talk Radio. So I wanted to start with with my old friend, Owen. Uh, you know, I tweeted out to him two days ago that his chips are being called in, and it turns out, you know, they did. And I knew they would. But I also want to say... Uh, this difficult period of time for me, especially uh, when I find that, um, you know, people that I care for are uh, being harmed. And this is around the world. Um, I found out that my great, great uncle um, is in hospital. According to Buckingham Palace, Prince Philip of Greece is now uh, in hospital, um, which is odd. I mean, he's old, but... It seems that a lot is going on lately around the world, uh, and it's all centered uh, within the Eastern Mediterranean uh, and right underneath our feet with the shadow government. And, you know, everything happened from Turkey. Remember the coup in Turkey? Remember what other people have been in Turkey? Come on, you guys. I, I mean, if I could spell it out, I would, but I can't. Uh, not a lot of things have been, uh, you know, declassified and they, they will be coming to light. But um, it's important for us to remember that those that had been in power, those that we entrusted, those that were appointed to protect us were the ones that were actually causing us harm and laughing about it. I want um, us to remember uh, I want to play a clip from Tucker Carlson back in May where he called out Owen for lying about the Trump-Russia thing and how, you know, his response was. I want you to take a listen to this. Well, on Twitter, you may read former CIA head John Brennan spouting off about the political news of the day, attacking the president's dishonesty, he says. But it turns out Brennan himself is a liar. He's been caught lying, odd for a government official. Last year, for example, Brennan told Congress that the infamous Steele dossier had no influence at all on the intel community's claim that Russia interfered in the 2016 election. Here's a selection. Do you know who commissioned the Steele dossier? I don't. Did the CIA rely on it? No. Why not? Because we, we didn't. We, it wasn't part of the corpus of intelligence uh, information that we had. It was not in any way used as a basis for the intelligence community assessment that was done. Ooh, busted liar. By the way, Brandon, you should know this, is an NBC and MSNBC paid contributor now, needless to say. Uh, two top former intel officials, though, dispute his claim, the one you just heard, that the dossier formed no part of the corpus of intelligence used 
by our government to spy on the Trump campaign. Retired National Security Agency Director Michael Rogers and former Director of National Intelligence Jim Clapper both admit now that the Steele dossier and its Clinton campaign-funded allegations did in fact influence the intel community assessment. We knew that, but it's nice to hear it confirmed. Molly Hemingway is senior editor at The Federalist, and she joins us tonight. Molly, a lot of, I know you've been following this carefully, a lot of these stories seem to lead back to this, this guy, John Brennan. Um, and you would think, as the former head of the CIA, he's someone you'd be able to trust, but he seems not only a liar, but an inept one. Am I just reading this? We have a problem with multiple heads of intelligence agencies, and that does include Brennan, who has a history of lying specifically about spying on American citizens. So it's difficult to hold yes. him, uh, take him seriously. But we've also had problems with falsehoods being said also by James Clapper, who gave inconsistent testimony about his leaking to the media. And we have also had problems with uh, James Comey himself, whether he understands what a leak is and, and how he has been involved in it. But one of the things that's interesting is Clapper and Comey have been so much a part of this story, and we've seen their names a great deal. But Brennan has been able to kind of stay out of the limelight until recently, where people are starting to piece together just how integral he was to the entire Russia narrative. So, for instance, there was he actually. A time, oh, well, please go ahead. Yeah, he actually launched the investigation. He has bragged about how he was involved in launching the investigation. He also was really key in briefing Harry Reid, which Harry Reid has said he understood that he was being briefed by Brennan specifically so he would leak that information and get it out to the media and also pressure James Comey. And then, uh, you know, these other things that are interesting that are coming out now about how he claimed that the dossier wasn't used, which made no sense already because we know the dossier was used to secure a wiretap against someone in the Russia investigation. And also, it just, right. you know, it just stands to reason that it would have been included. But now we actually have people who are, who do have a little bit more integrity, particularly Mike Rogers saying that, of course, it was used in the intelligence uh, community assessment. It's becoming clear that a lot of the secrecy... Did you notice how Tucker Carlson did not respond to that? I love you, Tucker. Thank you. He, you see? Oh, it's... Um, I, I'm going to play that last little bit again of what she said, and he just... Silence. Particularly Mike Rogers saying that, of course, it was used in the intelligence uh, community assessment. It's becoming clear that a lot of the secrecy surrounding these activities is designed not to protect the United States from foreign threats, but to protect the misdeeds of the people gathering the intelligence. It's CYA. Yes, it does seem that that has, that has become a big part of the, of the operation. Whether people got in over their head, whether they were led astray by Brennan and they did things that maybe they shouldn't have done, it does seem that a lot of what we've seen in the last few months is about uh, attempting to keep people from finding out the full extent of what was happening. Today, the New York Times... We don't need to know what was happening uh, because, you know what, none of them are going to tell you. I'm going to take you a few years back. We're going to go to 1998. 1998. London. Do you know, in 1998, I was in London. Um, yep, yeah, I was in London in 1998. So there was this group called Global. I'm going to kind of uh, walk you through this. So in 1998, what do you remember going on? You remember um, Kosovo, Serbia. You remember the EU coming up from the ranks, the euro beginning to be implemented. And this global company 
tells you the story themselves. And if you want to follow along where I fill in the gaps, you can simply go to globalgroup.com. <laughs> so 1998, their job was border security. Uh, and they were helping Kosovo, uh, helping the United Nations help Kosovo. And, you know, we were there too, right? All of you that have served before and were serving at that time, you know what we were, we were in Serbia and Kosovo. Remember that stuff? Yeah. So we're helping security challenges, right? Giving political assessments and providing guidance and consulting Asia. In 2001, right after the 9-11 attacks, guess who was first on the scene to enter Afghanistan? They say it themselves. After the attacks on September 11, 2001, Global was one of the very first organizations to enter Afghanistan in November of that year. When did we go to war with Afghanistan? Yeah, that's right. Because Osama bin Laden, also known as Osama bin Laden, you know, these misspellings so corny that I keep saying it. So they go to Afghanistan. Do you know what they did? They kind of took over, made assessments, security assessments, and, you know, they got insurance companies in there, you know, Lloyd's. <laughs> Damn that crown. Well, it was in uh, 2002 to 2005 when Global kind of took its region and put it somewhere else. Actually, their headquarters was moved in 2004. And I can speak to that by personal knowledge to Luxembourg. Guess who was driving that train? Yes, John Brennan. And so during that time, the Arabs dropped a lot of money. And between 2002 and 2005, not only did they relocate to Luxembourg and take on more, but their job was to help Afghani elections. Oh, gosh. Elections again? We're talking about that? Yeah. You want to think about what companies are linked to this global strategies group that was helping? According to their website, they say, as Global consolidated its presence in the region, it was brought into the process of establishing the first ever elected Afghan government and played a key role in the foundation of the country's new monetary system. How does that sound to you? Sounds like an independent shadow government headquarters kind of thing. Let's continue. So during that period of time, those of you that are that were in Iraq, Operation uh, Iraqi Freedom, you know, and those of us that were already in Afghanistan and in Kazakhstan, you know, before everybody knew that we were already there. Pretty interesting that Global actually coordinated, and this is their words, not mine, and lead the secure movement of the post-Saddam government administration. You know how all these Goldman Sachs people just enter and they're like fixing stuff? Subsequently, Global actually took a wide number of groundbreaking security programs. This is under Brennan, by the way, right? Who's one of the founders, okay? So from London, we took it to Luxembourg, Okay. And their job was to help foster that. In 2006 through 2008, it was super getting big. Global 
you know, acquired um, SFA. And then they started to do what is called critical data management and analyses. Oh, wait, what does that mean? According to their words is, the company continued to develop rapidly, expanding into, into a group structure with businesses worldwide, opening up regional commercial, commercial offices in more than a dozen cities, including Washington, Dubai, Abu, Abu Dhabi, Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Singapore. The operational footprint was also expanded to include much of Africa, Middle East, and Latin America. And they applied innovative solutions to approach an increasingly integrated technology into its capabilities to mitigate risks, mitigate risks of losing power. They started to dabble in national security training and capacity building, security systems, design, intelligence, background checks and counterterrorism. And then we go into 2009 to 2011 from what they say, but I can tell you it started way before that. Suddenly, they acquired not only SFA, but TAC and Global became Global Defense Technology Systems. Oh, dear. What's that? So what did they do? They just developed in higher threat operational support. Kind of sounds like what our intelligence communities do. But this is a corporate company. And then they sold that, that part, the G-Tech part. And Global became a major new investment initiative to complete the evolution of a services-based business to one operating at the technological cutting edge of defense and national security. Say what? Think about it. They're also traded on the stock market. How incredible. Super incredible. Smart city cybersecurity, technological superiority, AI implementation, and biometric identity management, FBI face services. Didn't you ever find it funny how FBI face services was able to identify the face of the bomber in Belgium? I mean, they're not American, so how did they find them? Maybe it's because they stimulate security and intelligent investments. This is 2015, according to their timeline. But then it stops. That's it. And their quote, we travel not for trafficking alone. By hotter winds, our fiery hearts are fanned for lust of knowing what should not be known. We take the golden road to Samarkand. Oh, totally sounds like something super, super protective, right? I kid you not. That is literally the quote on their page. Now, if you actually dig into the company and try to find their articles of creation and everything, you will find absolutely nothing. It's pretty incredible, right? They do all this stuff. And if you look into the Department of Defense and the Pentagon, the Army, the, 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 the Army intelligence, naval intelligence, every single intelligence, they have contracts with them, but it's not under this name. And you have to wonder... What what's going on? I just told you where the shadow government is. 
And, you know, maybe you're not going to take heed of it now. Maybe you'll listen to it next year when we're here as we're dismantling them. And I tell you, I already told you where their headquarters are. I already told you they meet once a year in Kazakhstan, and that's why they changed the name of the city, because it was time to deploy. I already told you where the head of the global NSA is in Luxembourg. I even tweeted out the signs in an article that I wrote about last year, and I just walked you through their own words of what they have been doing. And I've also told you that John Brennan was the one that took it over and moved it to Luxembourg with his Arab friends. <laughs> interesting. What's interesting is how people tend to just go with public opinion. People tend to just see what the media tells them and spoon feeds them. It is about time you start being objective when you are allowed to have access to more streamlined information. I mean, you can go to their website. Like I said, it's globalgroup.com. All you have to do is take a look. And you know, there's a CBS article out there talking about Brennan before he became CIA director. How he did all this in Luxembourg and worked with the Saudi and was out in flashy cars and everything. He just took his money. Man, you guys, this is bigger than anything. And you know what? I'm out. I've got his armor all over me. And no matter how many times they will attack, evil attacks you, it's all down to it. And then you have to think, if there's a central shadow government, who's really running it? Ask Nancy, because she's pretty scared. You should ask Nancy who the boss is. You know what? Actually, we'll probably get to that. Because there's some magical things that people don't seem to um, grasp. You know, this whole Space Force thing. Did you see how everybody hated that? What? And how Space Force is now incorporating intelligence. And you're just like, what? And how the Air Force is like, I don't know, man. Because if we have to hand over things to Space Force, then people are going to know about stuff that they didn't know about. And then, and then, and then what's going to happen? The Pope's resigning. That all makes sense if you parse it apart. We travel not for trafficking alone. By hotter winds, our fiery hearts are fanned. For lust of knowing what should not be known, we take the golden road to Samarkand. <laughs> that is a really odd quote to have on a website of a company that tells you that they offer defense and national security, isn't it? And then when you click on their contact details, all you have to do is see, visit Damazien. Visit Damazien. So from an establishment as a one-man startup in 1998 underneath the crown. It has been part of the Damazin, Damazin group, which turns out to be private wealth management. They have a family office, asset management, finance, and investment. Wait a minute. Are you saying Damazien 2018, site by Diablo, is a financial private wealth management company that is in charge of global intelligence and national security and fixing elections? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? You know, today's show, this week, my shows have been about 
arming you with knowledge for what's to come, to parse through the rubbish that you're seeing. Oh, they impeached him. On what? Because he asked the court. He is going through the law. He is going through what is already set in stone that they can't undo. Bizarre, huh? So bizarre that all of this is going on and nobody's talking about it. So bizarre that nobody even knew this company existed. But yet I told you about it years ago. Told you about it. Andrew Breitbart told you about it because I told him about it. You know what he told you? He said that you have a phone, right? That's how he changed history. You have a phone and that is how you get the news and take control back. Because you are the voice you run the show not some wealth management company called damasian where the website is literally said it's created by diablo that's all you have to look at d-a-m-a-z-e-i-n dot com that is how you get in contact with global group global security let me just pull up the website again because they changed their name all the time. See, it's so hard to keep up. I remember them as global strategies and then as strategies group. And now it's global strategies group, but it's globalgroup.com. That's all you have to look at. Where is the Department of Justice? What are you guys doing? You already know this exists. That's why the Air Force is a little bit uptight right now, a little bit upset. You want to find money? That's where you go. You want to follow the money? That's the head of the beast right there. And Global, uh, Global Strategies Group is their way of how they control you, your profiles, your life, your money, your education, your kids, your pictures, your facial recognition, your fingerprints, your everything, and not just in America, around the world. <laughs> An NSA of the world that doesn't really exist, that you have to contact a wealth management company to get information on. Again, what does that tell you? What does it tell you? This is what you need to be looking at. The facts. This is a fact. Not a story. Not aversion. You can see it yourself because I'm pretty sure after this show, because John's a really big fan. And, you know, it's all going to come down. You know, that's the way it is. People everywhere being attacked. Durham attacked. Barr. Maybe he is the godfather or maybe he's the head. Nobody knows yet. And I'm not going to go on that. I've already told you about Pence. Don't get me started. And like I said, even though I want to see Trump Flynn, I'm more than happy to see a Trump Meadows and then a Flynn on his own running in 2028 because he was impeached on paper man that means he gets elected he gets two more terms just saying so if you need anything you know for proof go yourself globalgroup.com and then just go down and go to contact click on the link and then you see this wealth management company what's up biden what's up DNC, Pelosi, Schiff, The Crown. Hmm? The only people not part of this group are Russia, actually China, believe it or not. South Korea left two years ago, two years ago, 
South Korea bowed out. That's why they were really, really quiet. Remember how I told you, darn, South Korea is super quiet. Pulled out. Argentina, they pulled in. Venezuela, they're not in. They were being pulled in. Oh, we have that announcement from Honduras coming up, right? I think it already happened. Maybe we missed it. This is how you find out because, you know, they know you're too busy to do the research. So I'm telling you, hey, when you have time, grab your phone. Go to globalgroup.com. Just skim right through it. And then go to the contact. And then you'll see asset management. And then think, how does a group that pushed for national security, that runs elections all over the world, that has been there in every war to help governments and everything, be run by an asset management company? I mean, that's just a simple question. It's like saying, I'm going to go to this medical group and then I'm going to be like, let me contact them. And suddenly it comes up to like a food catering company. You're like, um, okay, why is a catering group the contact for this medical group? Right? It's like, mm. or, you know, you're just like, I want to go to the doctor. Let me book an appointment. Oh, contact here. And then it comes up with something like Bank of America. You're like, why is the Bank of America who I have to contact to book a doctor's appointment? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Can you see it now? Because all I want to do is give you clarity, especially now that I'm a little bit confused and I'm letting out a lot. <laughs> this is all public information. So we're good. Take a look at it. I mean, just take a look at it. That's all you have to do is look. Look, the quote, we travel not for trafficking alone. By hotter winds, our fiery hearts are fanned for lust, knowing what should not be known. We take the golden road to Samarkand. Really odd quote to have on a company that manages biometrics, facial recognition, security, and helps rebuild governments where we just so happen to have war and run elections globally. Can you see why they're panicking now? Because I'm not just one. There are many. And they are few, but we all are many. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn, Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. Hey, this is Leonora Cubeta from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. MyPillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable MyPillow is with its patented interlocking fill. MyPillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 
800-961-9194. Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow. The most Okay, everyone. Can you hear me? Because I heard that the show was pinged out. If anybody can hear me live right now, I'd appreciate uh, communication. That's bizarre. Um, and for those of you listening to this as a podcast, pretty insane, isn't it? Um, they cut me off because I told you where the head of the shadow government is. It's in Luxembourg. It's in that tweet. Go to globalsecurity.com. Can you hear me? Um, yes. Okay, perfect. So I guess I have to start all over. Not really, because you're going to hear it in the podcast anyway. Hopefully, if my you know rec- recording doesn't go bad, take a listen. There are many of us out there just like me. I was walking you through Global Strategies Group. Please jot down the website www.globalgroup.com. This is the company that Brennan migrated in 1998 from London. By the way, I was in London in 1998. All the way to Luxembourg between 2002 and 2005. The company itself on his website claims to be defense and national security defense spelled with a C, obviously due to its crown originations. It it was originally created to provide strategic risk consultancies for governments, physical security services, and capacity of the building. Now, here is where I'm going to tell you the most nefarious parts. They helped pilot elections in Afghanistan. They helped rebuild Afghanistan. They entered Iraq to rebuild them. What does that sound like? They were experts in national security, critical data management and analysis, security systems and design, biometric management, everything. This is the global NSA, you guys. It's sitting in Luxembourg under this group. You want to hear what's really crazy? They tell you on their website what they do. They don't hide it. Security systems and design integration. National security training capacity building counterterrorism. You name it. Who are these people? Geospatial data management. GTEC investment. GTEC, which is global defense and technology systems. High threat operational support. Biometrics. GDF. They actually IPO'd on the New York Stock Exchange. Guys, this is the most massive group, and here's where it's going to shock you. If you go to that website and you click contact, it'll take you to Damazine, D-A-M-A-Z-E-I-N. It is a wealth management company. You want to find their money? You want to find Epstein's money? You want to find the, the royalty of Brunei's money, the crown's money, Prince Andrew's money? Biden, Pelosi, Clinton, Foundation, everybody, that's where you need to look. Oh, and by the way, the website, the Mazine, is hosted, a site by Diabolo. That's all you need to know. That if you want national security and defense, you need to click on a private wealth management company. You understand? So this is the summary. Because hopefully the recording, which is more out. Now, who moved this company? Between 2002 and 2008, to be precise, even though they say 2002, 2005, it was Brennan that was there. We met on that corner where they were. And I'm telling you, he's the one that did it. And there's still information out there. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. It is pretty incredible 
They cut this off because they knew what I was going to talk. That's pretty insane, you guys. I hope you're getting this because I don't know if my recording's going to crash. And obviously, the other recordings are just what's live. But this is something you need to know. You want to know where the money is? Go to the website. Go to the website. Damazan. Oh, and here's another thing. That quote that I just tweeted out, we travel not for trafficking alone by hotter winds, our fiery hearts are fan for lust of knowing what should not be known. We take the golden road to Samarkand. That is a quote on a website that manages biometrics, facial recognition, right? national security for various nations, arms dealing, arms assessment, restructuring government, sending out their Goldman Sachs guys. This is what it is. How does that feel? How do you see it? This is what they're not telling you. They're keeping us congested. This is how we have them all. This is how we have them all. GSG. It's funny. You know, I'm not the only one that knows this stuff. There's so many people out there. And if you do some digging, like I said in the previous half hour, for those of you re-listening to this, just so you know, those of you that don't listen to me live and listen to it as a, as a podcast later, this was completely taken off air at the top of the hour when I started. And I had no idea. I had no idea that they had taken it off. You want to know your shadow government? They meet once a year in Kazakhstan. You want to know your shadow government, their head office for facial recognition, biometric, Interpol, Interpol, please. That's child's play. That's like dinosaur stuff. These guys are everywhere in your microphone, in your headphones, in your phone, in your computer, Google. It's all corporate owned. It's not even government owned. And guess what? Damazine wealth management site by Diablo is the one you contact if you want national security defense. How does that make you feel if you, and like I said in my first half of this hour, you want to book an appointment with the doctor, you get on there and you're like, I need a doctor. I think I need, um, I don't know, an ophthalmologist. And then you click contact and it takes you to the Bank of America. And you're just like, um, hi, I want to book a doctor. Sure, let's help you. Uh, why is Bank of America? Yeah, so we like, yeah, we do that. That's exactly what you're seeing here. Think logically. Think lo when are coincidences and crazy things like this not coincidences. I'm pointing it out to you because it's important you see it and you understand it. The fact that this weekend you can sit there and let it percolate and say, oh my gosh, is this for real? Like there's a massive corporation an NSA of the world that's privately owned that Brennan helped hit up. I really hope the FBI is looking into that. But, you know, this company, Global Security, Global Security mm, they change their name so often. They have contracts with the FBI, with the CIA, but they don't have contracts with all the intelligence community agencies. And this is probably why the Air Force is really, really upset. They're going to have to turn things over to Space Force, which is something newly created, handpicked by President Trump, who I don't think agrees with GSG. Mm. 
mm, a lot's going to come. There's going to be so much transparency coming forward. And the thing is, you'll be like, well, why doesn't he just rip the Band-Aid off and tell us everything? Why doesn't the president just tell us everything? Hmm. You know why? Because it'll rock your world. The Pope is resigning, right? Supposedly completing some prophecy. You now find out that your government is all an illusion. Jeez. And I could tell you from experience, something that you find to be so true to you, that is like one of the foundations that support you as a human being, your reality, right? The sky is blue. The sun rises. The sun sets. This is my child. This is my mother. This is my father. This is my husband. I know these things to be true. Imagine one of them get pulled apart and suddenly your reality is falling apart too, right? My God, my this, right? Everything. And then your reality is shattered. It will really cause you damage. I consider myself someone that has seen so much destruction, so much evil, so many things, and someone that's fearless. I had a relative of mine saying, this is okay. I mean, don't you remember when you just flew out to this place with like $2 in your pocket and you didn't care? You were in a foreign country and you were just like, yeah, so totally this, that, that. Obviously, they didn't, wasn't 100% factual. That is what I said. But on the other hand, I did travel to places where I was supposed to meet people that I didn't know to do things. And I was fearless. And suddenly now I feel like I'm in a, in, in, in a shell, like a, like a little turtle, like, you know, pulling in because I can't see reality. Imagine now for you to sit there and fathom this. And I'm kind of ripping off the bandaid because this is going to come forward that everything you think is real is not you know, Mike Cernovich was talking about this in a really weird way at some point where he was calling it the matrix and what's real and what's fake. You know, I love Mike Cernovich. I tell you that I don't agree with everything he says, but he does have these bouts of, yeah, man, you're tapping into that. Mathematically, human beings have it really, really hard to digest things. Like what if I told you that the sun never rises and it never sets? What if I told you that the sky was never blue and suddenly one day you wake up and you're like, oh gosh darn it, it's been always pink, but all my life I've been seeing it as blue. How is it pink? And you're just like, I can't believe my eyes. I must be sick. My eyes must be wrong, right? This is it. How could you not see that there was a corporate organization and who's in charge of that corporate organization? Who's in charge of that corporate organization? Do you know what's... You know, in my podcast, it'll come up, but I'm going to tell you, I feel like, you know, my great, great uncle, I just saw an article is sick. I should have, you know, and I'm not checking messages from family right now because I don't want to tap into the hurt to have to have discussions. You know, Prince Philip of Greece is sick. Pretty interesting. So now I think it's a great opportunity for all of you to sit down this weekend and just kind of grasp it and say, wait a minute, this is all an illusion. And you know, I'm going to play you a song and I want you to listen to the words of this song. And a friend of mine actually brought it to my attention. Remember how I told you in the past, they've been telling us a few things. Listen to this. Happy birthday. 
wanted me to give you this.
Awesome song, isn't it? Mike and the Mechanics taking you back to listening to what they had to say at that time. Now, I just wanted to say it's pretty interesting how all of uh, all of the things that we have been told is just um, a facade. And I know that a lot of, you know, reality when it hits you. And uh, that reality is one that you manufacture, you learn, you know, from society. When that is actually taken away, it can cause serious damage, um, you know, to all facets of your life um, because you don't know how you can, you know, function when that happens, right? It's just like this. And I know a lot of you have probably already started looking into it um, and taking a look at the webpage, which is bizarre, right? And I'm going to send out like a little thread right now with snapshots of it. Just ask the same questions that everybody should be asking. These people are defense and national security. They deal with biometrics. Why is a bank why is the bank the one that is doing all of this? Who is in charge? Why would you call a bank and say, oh, yeah, you know, I need some smart cybersecurity or I need some biometric identity management, right, Australia? And my Australian people know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. Stimulating security and intelligence investments. What does that mean? Are we investing for security? You mean to secure yourselves, to secure yourselves and your investments, which is human capital. When people seem to realize, when you realize that you are nothing but a commodity to the majority of these people that are running the show, per se, that's when you're going to realize just how freaky this is. And this I've been going around and saying it and saying it and saying it, but it's about time because we got to make sure that the FBI, if they're really honest and they're doing their job, that they look into this. Because, hey, if we're ripping this Band-Aid off and we're taking it and no prisoners, then let's do this. Let's do this. Giuliani, you want to find the money? Ask me. It's right there in my tweet. I already put the picture of the wealth management company. You don't need to look at BlackRock and all that. Like I've told you, that's peanuts. The guy from FinServe, Dr. So-and-so that was arrested, he's like a couple levels under this wealth management company. Uh, Epstein totally ran the whole shading on the blackmail, which doesn't really work. Now the global security's in. This is how it is. This is how it works. This is how they operate. Money buys them power. Money is not their currency. It's you. It's me. It's us. It's human capital. That's priceless. Can't really put a price on it. But they could buy human capital, right? They could buy people. That's what's incredible. That is what it's, inc it's so incredible. Now, I'm going to tell you something that is uh, mathematically calculated is that, you know, uh, every year we have like the State of the Union addresses, right? We know this. And so the one thing that I would say is that I'm really hoping that this year, when it, what is it, I think it's going to be like what, it won't be January, it'll be like February-ish, right? I want the president to do it from Air Force One somewhere. That's where it would be ideal. It'll be ideal for it to happen through Air Force One. That is important. 
you know, it's pretty funny how we're safer outside of the United States and within sometimes. It's really bad. But it's almost over. That's the point. This is why I let you in on this secret. It's not a secret. That's the thing. It's been out there. I've published it. I've talked about it. I've told you about it. I've tweeted about it. I've posted numerous times about it. And it's a private company, so it's not really a, a thing of uh, national security. It's a private company. And now that Brennan is being investigated, I mean, I'm pretty sure Durham is going to find a lot of these emails to the global group. I'm just saying. It's all done, guys. I, I'm trying to convey to you that it's over for them. Because, look, we've got everything. That is about to happen. That is happening. Mm, they disconnected me again. <sighs> guys, am I, I, I was overlaid with commercials again, wasn't I? I just saw the tweet 20 seconds ago. I'm, I'm like looking at my notifications because... Somebody doesn't like what I have to say. And, you know, no matter how many times I say that, no, that just happens. No, it doesn't just happen. And unfortunately, the person that actually records my shows will have to probably get the recording from me. Um, so I don't know if you guys can hear me now. But for those of you that are going to listen to this as a podcast at some point, um, you'll understand uh, it just, yeah, it just happened again. I know it happens all the time. And, you know, again, not a blue check mark, not uh, anyone uh, of importance, of course. But, um, you know, this is a private company. And I can say, you know, hey, ask me. I'm advertising, ask me. I'm putting it out there. When it comes to a private company that's overseas, you want to know where Biden's money is, go to the Mazien. You know, you could travel to Monaco. They have an office there that nobody knows about. I can tell you right where it is. It's right by the casino. You go up the hill. There's a really nice place where you can eat some nice Alfredo in a blue little building. And right there, they have like this boutique office. You can go there. I've been there, had the pasta too. You know, back then I could do the pasta right now, you know, that I'm overweight. I should like lay off. But that was the best place to go. Ask me this private wealth management, how they work with Dracon Securities, Aviva Energy Packets. Ask me. These are the things that should be out. It's not about the government. The government is fake. They're all corporate giants. Why is Twitter working with the government? Why are they getting DARPA contracts? Why is Facebook doing this? I mean, come on, look. And the thing is, we're on that cusp. President Trump came in at the time to take us away from that. We were at that tipping point. Do we save what we believe we had? Or do we just abandon ship and say, well, well, that ship has sailed. There's no use fighting. And people are fighting because they realize that we don't want to end up like those things that, you know, we see on TV with people living in containers and, you know, being, you know, erased and having chips all over and being monitored. That's not a life to live. That's communism, right? We say that all the time. It's not a life to live. And if you think, once you realize who's really in charge, it's very troubling. 
And those people that President Trump is confronting, you know, the McCalls, the Merkel, all of them, the Clinton, the Bidens, the Brennans, the Schiffs, the Pelosi, they're just minions. You think they're vicious? You think the crown is vicious? The queen, they went after their own, Prince Philip. They went after their own after he abandoned his nation and bowed to them. They went after their own. Just saying. You think they're vicious? You have no idea yet. Because right now you're going to realize that in 2020, and like I said, AI is coming to the forefront and you're seeing it come out now. This is it. Your profile online is everything they need. That is the most expensive thing they can own because with that, they own you. They own everything. So on that note, um, I guess my show is coming to a close. I will immediately upload with all the commercials. I won't even cut them out just to make sure that you get it. Um, Because I went into better detail in the first half hour. I was just a little bit shook that they keep disconnecting my my show. Um, On that note, I want to wish you guys a fabulous weekend. I want you guys to pray. Pray for yourself. I'd I'd love prayers from you. God knows I need it. And pray for our country and our president. Prayer is the ultimate weapon. That's the only thing they can't take away from you is what you have in your heart. So pray. God bless everyone. And again, don't be discouraged. We already won. Have a fabulous weekend. Just to bury my kids right up to their neck.